the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, there are two ways of looking at what it means to serve God. Two ways of looking at what it means to serve God. One is living for God. The other is working for God. The two go together. Two ways of looking at what it means to serve God. Living for God and working for God. And the two go together. Serving God is not just doing something for God. Or giving something to God. Or going to church, praying or fasting. It's everything. It's everything. It's what you live for. It's living for him and working for him. And the two again go together. So when you hear of serving God, it's not just, oh, working for God. If you're going to work for God, you've got to live for him. So living for him comes first. And if you live for him, you work for him. So two, the two go together. The two go together. Living for God and working for God. Why do you serve God? Why do we serve God? We serve God not just because of his person, position, and power. We serve him because of his love. We serve him because of his love. The love of God moves us, motivates us, and mandates us to serve him. Again, why do we serve God? Because of his love. Because we love God. That's why we serve him. And that's why we serve that's why we serve others, because of the love of God. Because we love God. We serve God, we serve others. Amen. In Isaiah 64, verses 4 and 5, and 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But just looking at 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Again, the same thing is in Isaiah 64, verses 4 and 5. But 1 Corinthians 2, 9. I had not seen, nor ear heard, nor as it entered into the heart of man. The thing with God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. Did you hear that? I had not seen, ear has not heard, and it has not come into the imagination, into the heart of men, to the mind of men, what God, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. If you look back to that Isaiah 64, Say the things that God has prepared for those who wait for him or those who wait on him. Those who wait on God means those who serve God. To wait on God is to serve God. And like I always describe it, like a waitress. A waitress waits, you know, to serve. You stand to serve. A waitress stands there waiting, waiting on the customers. What do you need? Do you need water? You need a little salt. You need a, another plate. You need more food. A waiter waits. So when we wait on God, we say, Lord, what will you have me do? Where will you send me? What do you want me to do? So he say, I have not seen. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him, for those who serve him. Again, we serve him because we love him. If you love him, you will serve him. Service. Listen to this very well. Service is an opportunity. And I just pray the Lord will give us understanding. May the Lord give you understanding of this. Please listen very carefully. Service is an opportunity that gives you an advantage 
to step on grounds or in places that ordinarily you won't be privileged to stand on. Service gives you a special access. Service is also an opportunity that gives you an advantage to know what others don't know. Because Joseph served Potiphar well, he was promoted over others and given access to many privileged places and knew many things that others did not know. If you have a reason to serve, a place to serve, it's an opportunity. See it as an opportunity. Amen? Service here means, you know, being kind, being supportive, being helpful, being compassionate, giving a helping hand to somebody, showing love, showing care. So service is an opportunity. See it as an opportunity. And that opportunity gives you an advantage to know what others don't know. In our text, 1 Samuel 3 from verse 1. 1 Samuel 3 from verse 1. It says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Now the boy Samuel, the boy Samuel, Samuel was not a man yet. Samuel was a young boy, probably now less than 10 years old, about 10 years old, not even a teenager yet. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord, ministered to the Lord. What does that mean? Serve the Lord. Now the boy Samuel served the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Wow. Because the young boy Samuel ministered to the Lord, served the Lord, God let him in. God let him in on his plan concerning the house of Eli. Remember what we read? Instead of God telling Eli what he was going to do, who did God tell? God spoke to the young Samuel. Because he was the one ministering to the Lord. He was the one serving God. So the one that serves gets access, gets Privileged information. So God let Samuel in on his plans concerning the house of Eli. Eli was a guardian to Samuel. Samuel lived in the house of Eli, serving God under the leadership of Eli. Then Eli was out of it. Eli, Eli was not in touch with God. Eli was not serving God. But the little boy that was serving God, God let him in. God spoke some secret things to him. Reveal special things to him. Because he ministered to the Lord. He served God. Service gives you special access. Service gives you special access. What did Samuel do in serving God? Just to get an idea of what Samuel did in serving God. We can talk a lot on that. But let's look at a little thing that might give us some understanding of what Samuel was doing in serving God in the house of Eli or serving God in the house of the Lord. Uh, in that verse 15, 1 Samuel 3, 15. So Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel lay down until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. So he was responsible. Hmm? He was responsible for what? Opening. The doors of the house of the Lord. You can be sure that before he opened the doors of the house of the Lord, he also did what? Make sure things were in order. If he had to sweep, if he had to clean, if he had to arrange the chairs, the tables, whatever. He prepared the house of the Lord and opened the house of the Lord. 
This was what Samuel was doing. He was ministering to the Lord. Ministering to the Lord. Serving God. And so God found him as someone to talk to. Someone to talk with. Someone to reveal secret to. When you serve God, God lets you in on his secret. What he is doing. We'll see more of this. We'll see more of this. So service gives you special access. Again, the Lord is speaking to us on the blessedness, the benefits of serving God. Service opens the door for you into the inner chambers of the kingdom. Service opens the door for you into the inner chambers of the king. In Mark 3, 14, out of the many disciples that followed Jesus, he chose 12 of them to be with him. And by being with him, serving him, they knew what others did not know. Remember when he said to them, unto you it is given to know the secret of the kingdom of God. Unto you it is given to know the secret of the kingdom of God. To others, it's parables. They don't understand. But because you are with me, that Mark 3.14 is very, very important. Many people following him. Then he called those who were following him, called them unto himself. And out of those he called to himself, he chose 12. And that scripture says, he chose them to be with him. To be with him and that he might send them forth to preach. And to cast out demons and to heal the sick. To be with him. Remember when Peter and John were questioned about the man who was healed? And because Peter and John spoke boldly and eloquently and confidently, the rulers, the intelligent ones, the educated ones, took note of them. And they thought, these ones have never been to school. These ones have never gone to a former school. They've They've not been formally trained. How come they have such boldness? How come they know such things? Even of Jesus, they have said that before. How come this man know scriptures? How come this man know the word? We know him. He has never been to school. You see, knowing God is not by intelligence. Mm. Have you realized that? Knowing God is not of intelligence. It's not of smartness. Is of a willingness, of an open heart to know God. God will reveal himself to you, will reveal his word to you. So, the Sandrine, the rulers, the educated ones said of Peter and John, Oh, they have been with Jesus. That's why they know. They said they have been with Jesus. Now, why did Jesus choose the twelve to be close to him? First, he chose them because he knew their hearts. Second, they made themselves available. They made themselves available. It's not about ability, my brothers and sisters. It's not about ability. It's about availability. Mm, it's about availability. It's not about ability. God doesn't care so much whether you are able. What he wants to know is, are you available? Will you make yourself available? If you make yourself available, he will make you able. Did you hear that? If you make yourself available, it will make you able. The people of the world are looking for your ability. They are looking for your ability. Your job wants to be sure that you are able to do what you say you are able to do. Before they begin to call you, before they call you and say, we want to hire you, are you available? God wants to know whether you are available. 
you make room for him before he now gives you the ability, before he makes you able. So if you make yourself available to God, God will give you the ability. Amen. He's not looking for intelligence. He's not looking for smartness. He's looking for an open heart. He's looking for a submissive heart. That's what God is looking for. So Jesus chose the twelve. First, because he knew their heart. He knew each person's heart. And he knew what each person was supposed to do in his ministry. Also because they made themselves available. Also because they were already serving. They were already serving. He just specially ordained them, appointed them to continue doing what they were doing. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.